Lights. Marker. Action! Welcome everybody to Groove Film. This podcast is for Anchorman. Welcome back, my brother Caden. Caden Hunter. Back on the podcast after a six-year hiatus. Very He's been gone so long, but he's one of the OGs. Yeah. Uh, he started the original GRP podcast with us. Um, did that for almost uh, three years, I think two and a half years, right? How, and um, how, how much have you earned in royalties from that podcast? Yeah, Stephen, how much? How much have I earned? Oh man, you, it's just it's just growing. The numbers growing in the bank. Don't worry, one day I'll get you your check. Don't worry, <laughs> it's coming. You. Thank you. Uh, we got the you know our usuals here. Got Andy. Got Brian. What, what's up? You want to say hi, Andy? Not particularly. <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't insult him. What's, where's the level of excitement for this movie? <laughs> this movie's really good. I'm uh, excited. We're gonna have a good time with this. Yeah. Um, I hope that everybody sticks around. I hope that we can control ourselves and uh, behave at least as, as best we can. Steven's looking directly at me right yeah. now. Yeah, like he's insinuating something. Yeah, we know should, you. He should be looking at Andy. Man, Andy's Andy's probably not going to say. He's anything. the one smiling mischievously. <laughs> All right, we'll start this uh, podcast off with story time with Andy, as we always do. Go ahead, Andy. All right, guys, is it better to be lucky or good? So back in May, Kevin Feige, who is the studio head of Marvel, went back to his alma mater, USC, to give the commencement speech. There, he shared a fascinating story of how lucky he and Marvel got ones. He said, embrace your flaws, be persistent, surround yourselves with an amazing group of collaborators. But there will always be elements that will be out of your control. One of those elements is luck. You can have the best ideas, the best plans, best intentions. But unless life aligns just right, they may never come to pass. And that's not a bad thing. Sometimes it can be a positive. When we were casting the role of Iron Man, we looked at so many different actors. We had to find the perfect mix of heart and strength and charisma. Being our first Marvel film out of the gate, the stakes could not have been higher. The success of the film and the future of our entire studio on the shoulders of this one person, and it was not an easy task. But together with my team and our casting directors, and our director, John Favreau, we called down our list, we pinpointed the right guy, and we extended an offer to our top choice. An actor who checked all the boxes and who we were confident would be a huge hit. And his name, of course, was Clive Owen. He passed. He was not interested. <laughs> oh my gosh. And That's that a is, turn. Yeah. And that is the unwritten rule of luck. Not getting your first choice might just be the greatest thing that can happen. Because you know what's better than getting your first choice? Getting the right choice. Wow. I like that. Yeah, that's a good quote. Yeah. yeah awesome. I, I, I can't envision anybody other than Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. doing that role. He plays that perfectly. Mm-hmm. He's the embodiment of Tony Stark. Yeah, he is. I can't say nobody could do it better because I once felt that way about Pierce Brosnan playing James Bond and true. Daniel Craig, you know, knocked it out of the park. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. But I can't see Clive Owen being Tony Stark at all, much less being a better Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. I can't either. So That is interesting, though. Cool. Thanks for sharing that, Andy. Uh, we got the five-minute movie recap now, a.k.a. the no-cap recap. Uh, Andy's got this written, and we'll go ahead and spoil the entire movie for you, as we usually do. So, uh, what's this movie Anchorman about? Let's read. Alright, here we go. Our movie is set in the 70s in San Diego, where Ron Burgundy and his news team are the best of the best, at a time when the local news was appointment television. Ron's life is disrupted, however, when the beautiful Veronica Corningstone is hired at the station. 
everyone on the news team tries to seduce her, but it's ultimately Ron who she falls for, begrudgingly at first. Short after, Ron is late to work, and Veronica fills in for him and receives higher ratings, or ratings, as Andy wrote here. Envious of her success, Ron breaks up with Veronica, and while they play nice on air, they become rivals off it. What voice is that? What is that? Now I want to do a voice for my part. No! Until one day when Veronica takes it too far and her actions result in Ron getting fired. He then loses all sense of purpose as he doesn't know who he is without being on the news. But redemption for, for Ron is not far off. A high profile panda is set to give birth. <laughs> Why that made me laugh now? <laughs> okay. I'm going to start over. Go so. for it. But redemption for Ron is not far off. A high-profile panda is set to give birth at the zoo, and it becomes big news. Veronica, there to cover the story, gets pushed into the bear enclosure, and unable to be located, Ron is rehired to cover the story. The news team then works together to save Veronica from the bears. Veronica and Ron reconcile, and all is well again in San Diego. Beautiful. San Diego. Were you doing, San Diego. Indeed. Were you trying to do like a like an anchorman type, like I a newscaster? Like, I was thinking about how Ron talks and how the narrator talks in the movie. It was kind of a mix between those, but yeah. it didn't go so well. It was pretty good. I liked it. I liked it, man. All right, let's get into it right away. Uh, group discussion. First question. Why do we love or not love this movie? And I think everybody here loves this movie. Let's start with Caden. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's start okay. with you, man. Why so, do you love this movie? Story time with Caden. Um, <laughs> this movie came out in 2004 at the height of my youth. Like, this was, I was um, just out of high school, two years out of school. You know, you're kind of getting to know yourself, getting to know your your friends, not having to hang out in the school. You can hang out with your friends all day, do whatever. Yeah. And this was one of the movies that we saw in the theater. Who'd you go with? Um, do you remember? I, I remember Josh Rodriguez for sure. We went, it might have been Jensen, Webb, and it might have been Danny Martinez from Lubbock. Okay. Because we, we always quoted this movie together, so... I can pretty much say this movie forwards and backwards. It's forgotten a little bit with my age, but it, yeah, it just brings back so many good memories. And there were parts in this movie that just made me laugh, made me think of whenever I was, man, that was almost 20 years ago. Crazy. Jeez. Yeah, this year, this movie turned, no, it's next year, this next movie year. turns 20. Man, yes. wow. so, yeah, it just reminded me of a different time, you know, a whole different stage in my life where now it's, you know, totally different than what it was 20 years ago, so... Yeah. That's that's why I love it, nostalgia. Perfect. B, I'm I'm not as nostalgic about it, but I do. How enjoy old were you when this movie I, came out? I do. Enjoy Let's it. ask this question. 12? Okay, so it was what 2004. Four. Four. Oh, sorry. It was 2004. No, I was. Oh no, you were born in '92. Uh, and I, I was 12. Or yeah, I was 11. Man, I was going to be 12 that later that year. Okay. So I did not see it in the theaters. Uh, in fact, I. I think what happened with with me is that I would see clips of this movie before I got a chance to watch all of it, which is not great. You you were not allowed to watch this movie, were you? Mm, Well, I won't comment on that, (laughs) but um, it's still, there's so so much of it that's just so dumb, but also a lot of it that's hilarious and makes me crack up, so I don't know. Can I say I love it, though? I don't know if I love it. You just like it. I do like it. I do. I, I enjoy it. 
It's very entertaining. Guys, should we just kick him off right now? No, yeah, don't kick just, me off. Yeah. No, no, no. You can just replace me. Yeah. No, no, no. Replace no. him with me. Yeah, exactly. Um, B, please leave. Uh, we're going to ask you to leave right now. No, yeah. I'm kidding. That's fine. That's fine. Um, Andy, do you want to go? Why do you love this movie or like it? Uh, so I'm going to tell also how I came to watch it the first time since Brian and Caden did. So I remember it being recommended to me by a coworker, And so we rented it and we watched it at home. And I did not think it was funny. I thought there were like four funny scenes and the rest of it was like so weird and a little uncomfortable. And I thought that's, you know, odd. But I've learned over time how funny it is. You have to understand the humor. You have to like that kind of humor. You have to appreciate the fact that it's inappropriate, Mm -hmm. uh, but in a hilarious way. So I I have grown to love it now. it's not like nonstop laughs for me, but I, I some of those parts just make me laugh so much, and I laughed at new parts watching it now. So oh, I, I, I do really like this movie. Cool, cool. Um, I thought that it was a, it's it's really a funny and original idea. Like how many movies were making movies about a news station? Mm-hmm. Period, mm-hmm. and then to set it in the seventies, and then you know jam pack it with idiots. <laughs> it's it's a really interesting and clever and original idea and there were so many funny scenes a lot of a lot of quotable lines that the four of us still use i mean like i rewatched it in like 75 percent of this movie i still quote to this day <laughs> um really memorable characters um, by great comedians who all went on to have really good careers and do other stuff that's been really funny so it, it was good um, it was it was still good when I watched it this last time. It went by a lot faster than I remember it mm. last time. Um, but uh, and it's only like an hour and a half long. Yeah, it's yeah, not very long sure. at all. Um, so compare it to the first time you saw it to when you just rewatched it because we all rewatched it for this pod. Uh, have you? Do you admire it more? Do you admire it less? How do you feel about it? I guess I'll start since I started with the uh, yeah. with my initial reaction. For me, it you know the Will Ferrell style of comedy is kind of you know th- that's him. You know, if you see his face, you already know kind of what he's about. Yeah. And I was thinking about it. I, I didn't really. It kind of got old, you know, to mm-hmm. me that it was like, yeah, he's funny. He says off the wall things, but you know, there's a, other ways to be funny than just continuing the Will Ferrell formula. And I was looking at IMDb here. Uh, he was in Night at the Roxbury in 1998. Didn't see that. Mm-hmm. He was on Saturday Night Live. You know, I saw him a couple of times, which led to Superstar in 1999. Never saw that. Then he had Zoolander, which I love. That was one of my favorite movies back in the day in 2001. So after that, uh, I didn't see Old School because it was R. I didn't see Elf because it was about Christmas. And the next one that he did, Starsky and Hutch, I didn't watch that one either because it didn't interest me. So Anchorman in 2004 was like the real first feature movie that I, feature length movie that I actually saw with him in it. So I think that that's why initially I was like so, oh my God, this guy is so hilarious and so different. You know, he's just so weird and out there he says awkward things and i just find that funny but but now now you've had 20 years of will ferrell you know what his thing is and so i can see why going back to this is now just like oh it's you know more of the same that he had after that blades of glory which he was funny in you know and then after that talladega nights which is great yeah and then anchorman 2 was just We'll talk about that later. Yeah. But yeah, I think after after 20 years, it was kind of, you know, he's had his time, you know, 
and in Barbie, he he was in it. Spoiler alert. Yeah, um, he, it's kind of time to find yeah, somebody he, else to do a new thing. He, right? he kind of continues that same formula, and in Barbie, I think that he was he was f- okay, but he yeah. just wasn't laugh out loud funny like he yeah. used to be. He was good, cannot what? Right? <laughs> no, he, he was, was not good, cannot. <laughs> what did you say? What? Did, well, he was what? He was, I think you said okay. Okay. I was gonna say funny, but then I changed to okay. Oh. <laughs> so okay is like somebody trying yeah. to impersonate me, or it's like false fake, okay, you fake, know, fake okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. That could be a. Let's make that a t-shirt. Faux-kay. We can make that. Mm. Andy, you have to. You have to be careful how you spell it and how you write <laughs> oh, it out. Though. Yeah, yeah, very careful. <laughs> because I have some some uh, toothpick holders at home that says pick me. And I sent the guys a picture, and it looks a little questionable. Oh. <laughs> at some angles. Oh, my gosh. It's all about the angle. All right. So the critics and the audience scores were fairly different. Um, the tomato meter gave it 66%. So that's basically what critics said. And then the audience score was 86%. So they were a lot more generous than uh, the critics were. So I looked at this, guys, and I was like, why? Why is it only a 66? And I... I have to, you kind of have to, so when you're talking about a comedy, right, you have to measure it differently than you Mm -hmm. would a drama, right? Exactly, yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, how would they compare this to comedies that came out in the previous 10 years? So I actually went back and I looked at like the funniest comedies or the ones with the best ratings from the previous 10 years, from 94 all the way to 04. I'm going to give you five of them. Okay. And you guys tell me what you feel about this 66% they gave to Anchorman. Okay. Dumb and Dumber got mm-hmm. a 68, That's a class. so it got higher. Okay. The Mask got 80% mm-hmm. by critics. Nice. Clueless got 81. Okay. Austin Powers got 73. I never saw And that. Barbershop, the Ice Cube one, got 82%. All of these movies got higher than Anchorman, mm-hmm. and I would say that most of them, if not all of them, are not funnier than Anchorman. I think one of the things that detracts from Anchorman is the style of comedy mm-hmm. where it, it feels like a skit as opposed to something that's been tightly written. And Dumb and Dumber is a good example of that's this. That's a good point. Because that is a script that was written and every joke has been thought out and, and planned for. And yeah, some things may come up spontaneously during the filming process, but for the most part, those jokes are written in from mm-hmm. the start. Whereas Anchorman, I feel that they give the actors a lot of... Improv. Yeah, yeah, a lot of leeway to essentially just improv their lines. And, and you can almost sense that. You can almost tell when something is improv and when it isn't. Yeah. And not everyone appreciates that that style of comedy. So Anchorman, you can kind of see it as a whole bunch of SNL skits just put together Almost. to try to make a story. Yeah. Right? Almost. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber is silly, but it's kind of grounded. And then in Anchorman, they fight a bear, you know? <laughs> so there's silly stuff like that, which yeah. I think probably detracts from critics' acceptance yeah. of it. The Mask is basically sci-fi, which is not a better movie by any stretch, but... Um, I think that's why it got higher. And Austin Powers, while it's also very silly, um, it was different. So I think that that helps it too. Okay, so just for fun, I found a movie within the past, I'd say, 20, 30 years, whatever it is, that had the highest rating, I think, for a comedy. Anybody have any guesses? You said, what uh, what date range? Let's say it's from the 80s or 90s, something like that. I think it's from the 80s. 
Mm. The um, absolute highest rating I've seen for a comedy. Can can we get a hint? Is it an R-rated movie? It's something that you travel in. Airplane. Airplane. Yeah, Airplane yeah. has Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Airplane had a an amazing ninety-seven percent. I think, I think that's because Leslie Nielsen was so he was so good at um, dry humor. Yes, that that he would just he could say things with a straight face. He didn't try to be yeah. awkward like Will Ferrell. Is that the movie where like, he says, uh, "Don't call me Shirley"? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think that I think that movie might even hold a record for just how dense it is in the amount of jokes mm. in in a short amount of time. And it's a movie I've never watched. I really don't want to. <laughs> I've, n- I've never seen it either. It's good. You should see it. I've, I've, seen, it like, I've, I've seen like and two Airplane clips. 2 are, are yeah. really good. Two I've clips. only seen two clips of it. And two clips. And Naked Gun is also funny too because oh, he has the same. I've seen all the Naked Guns. Yeah, I've seen the, really the Naked good. Guns. I did enjoy them. I tried watching uh, Wrongfully Accused the other day because I'm like, I'm in the mood for a Leslie Nielsen movie. I wanted to shoot myself in the head. <laughs> it was it was not enjoyable Jeez. at all for me anymore. And it was naked looking wow. for a gun. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, best thing I've ever seen. What are some of the great scenes in this movie? And I have pretty much the entire movie here. Uh, so I don't want to have to list all of these. We, If we can name, I don't know, three scenes each, what would you pick for like the three greatest scenes? I got my three. Before, we're not talking about your number one yet. Don't give me your number one. Just give me... Three great scenes. I got my three. Go for it. Easy. Number one is when he's on the bridge and Jack Black kicks Baxter off off the bridge. <laughs> That's horrible. And everything that follows after that is is hilarious. He punted Baxter, the bad man. I threw a burrito at him. <laughs> See, we still put it. So yeah. Good. Oh my god. Uh, I think the obvious one is when the news team have. Their battle royale mm-hmm. with everyone else, yeah. And then also um, when Paul Rudd tries to use Sex Panther. Oh my gosh! Look, that, that, look what that is that is that's that's legendary, man. Those were two of mine. Yeah, I've got um, I've got a lot of what you have. I also have the glass case of emotion scene that was really good. Um, well, that's the same as the bridge. I have Brian the, included that basically. I have the uh, the aftermath. Of uh, the brawl with the news stations. He's really got out of hand. Ron at the bar with Danny Trejo. Oh, yeah. Um, and of course, the ending with Baxter and the bear. You know, that's. Oh, like talking to the yeah, bear? Yeah, that's so. Dude, that caught me off guard yeah, completely. That was funny. Um, I, so I had down too that whenever um, Ron and Veronica are mad at each other and the banter that they do off the air, yeah. <laughs> oh, whenever it looks like that they're being friendly, and yeah. After at the credits roll, oh yeah, the credits roll. So the it's muted is for right. the audience. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, that was funny for me too. What was your absolute favorite scene from this movie? Hold on, I gotta say my great scenes because you guys missed one that I have. Oh, go oh, for it. Um, some of them were, were overlapped, but for me, one of my great scenes when Ron arrives home after the pool party and starts talking to. <laughs> The whole wheel of cheese. Oh, I'm not even mad. I'm amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) You know I don't speak Spanish. That was one of my the funniest things. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, I remember saying that. What are your picks for absolute favorite scene? Mm, Man, absolute. It's tough. It is tough. But I I, honestly, this, this means you can watch one scene during your lunch break. What scene are you pulling up? That's a. I still think 
uh, Sex Panther wins it for me. It's just so it's, like everyone's reactions around him just cracks me amazing. up. Even Will Ferrell talking about it. It's like a diaper <laughs> it filled stings. with Indian it's like, food. It's it like, stings the nostrils. It's quite pungent. Yes, <laughs> stings the nostrils. I'm gonna I'll tell you that I'm, smells. It smells, like, it smells like pure gas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they know. have to hose him off. Yeah. Oh my! This is worse than the time the raccoon got stuck in the cup. <laughs> We, I, we forgot one, the, the scene wherever he takes Veronica out, out on town and he plays the flute. Oh. And he's like playing the flute and he See, goes out the one, toilet. That is one of my least favorite scenes. So dumb. I'm not dissing it, it's just one of my least uh, favorites. Okay. But it's so over the top. Yeah. Like, oh my. And it's kind of funny too when he's like, I'm not ready, I'm not prepared. And he pulls the yeah, flute out. out of his and he's sleep. got the little attachment and everything. <laughs> I was totally not prepared yeah. for this. <laughs> and then he's like stepping on all the tables and breaking the glass. Oh my gosh, this is it's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Andy, what's your favorite scene? For me, if I had to pick one, it's going to be the news fight. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing that makes me laugh the hardest still. Is Paul Rudd fighting the bear? Yeah, <laughs> where he like does like a little slap on the bear. Bear <laughs> swipes, knocks him out. It, it was it was hard because I love the brawl scene with the news stations. I love this X Panther Panther scene, but I've picked favorite scene. If I'm if I have two minutes, I want to see the end of the movie when they all like jump in news team and everything, Uh-oh. and they get down there. And Paul Rudd's like getting beat up by the bear, and then everything that follows after that, uh, just super funny. What's your point of no return? Do you know what this is, Kay? Mm-mm. Point of no return well, is where if it's on TV, you're, you catch a glance at it, you stop whatever you do, you sit on the sofa, and you are in the rest of the movie. Mm. What point in the movie does that happen for you? Or would that happen for you? I really don't think so. You don't have one? Yeah, I don't. I've seen it so many times, I, I think I'd see it. See, I have... What I wrote down is almost... I don't know if there's a... Maybe like a phrase we can come up for it, but it's almost like a reverse point of no return where I'm going to watch it up until this happens and then I can turn it off. I don't have to finish oh, the movie. Okay. You know what I mean? I guess it just depends okay. on what I'm doing. <laughs> and for me, that's the that's the brawl scene. Okay. I think once it reaches that, I yeah. can turn it off. I'm okay. You're good. Mm-hmm. How about you, Andy? For me, it's the bear fight, the which bear. is basically the end of the movie. But <laughs> yeah. If I see one of the other parts of the movie, I'm okay changing the channel after. Yeah. But if the bear fight is on, I'm going to see it through till the very end. Mm-hmm. I had a different answer written down here, but I changed it. Um, I think that as soon as he's in the bar, when he's got the full beard and everything, and he's just like, you know, losing it, I think that at that point, I'm in the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Because I just love when he, like, gets the phone call from Ed... And then he's like, oh, Ed, you are such a great friend and everything. And then he's like, are you asking me to read the news and everything? He gets into the into the bathroom. Oh, he's like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to look nice. So he gets in the bathroom and he's like, in two seconds, he looks good again. And Danny Trainer's like, dang, he cleans up nice. <laughs> At that point, I'm just like, okay, I'll watch the rest of the movie. All right. Behind the scenes. Let's talk a little bit about the director. Uh, before I go into... A two-minute speech on this. Do you have uh, anything that you want to say, Brian? I guess. Okay. I got nothing to say. I got the lineup here. So the it was directed by Adam McKay. Right. And written. And written by him, too. And Will Ferrell. Check it out. This was his directorial de- debut. Mm-hmm. First movie that he did was Anchorman. He, had, he was already good friends with Will Ferrell, and they had started a company together called uh, something Sanchez. Gary Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Um, so look at this lineup and tell me if this wasn't a great run. Anchorman, 
Talladega Knights, Step Brothers, The Other Guys, Anchorman 2, then he goes into his serious mode, The Big Short, Vice, the pilot of the show Succession, Don't Look Up. Mm-hmm. I have not that's, seen any of those other movies. That's, yes, that's I haven't seen all of those, but I know that they were all well-received. That's, that's all of them. Quite a heel turn, actually, what was, what after was a certain the, point. What yeah. Before Don't Look Up, Succession? Yeah. What's that? The that's pilot. a TV show. H- that's HBO a TV show. show. Oh, well, oh, was, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, don't watch that show, yeah. guys. So, I don't think I don't think Step Brothers was well received, was it? I'm gonna slap it. It right was. Now. No, no, I'm not saying I didn't. I, think, I, think, I don't think. I don't know what the tomato meter says, but um, I think it was well received by people. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's one of those. <laughs> my bears, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> but people, yeah. The bear community like did not care for it. No. I don't think Don't Look Up was well received. I think it was pretty panned. It was like an A list yeah. cast, but I don't think people loved it. But the rest of them, yeah. Did he say yeah. Pam but I mean, or Pam? It was Pam. Oh, it's Pam with two N's. Yes, but I mean, like, even if that were the case, eight out of nine is not bad. Yeah, no, no, no. That's that's a a good stretch right there. Yeah. So um, this is kind of sad, and I hate to bring the whole thing down a little bit, but uh, even though they collaborated on so many movies together, uh, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay, uh, you know, parted ways a little while ago. I don't know if you guys knew this. I think I remember reading that. Yeah, and apparently it was over an issue um, that uh, wasn't cool on Adam McKay's part. Apparently they were going to do a TV show on the Showtime Lakers, which I think has actually happened now, which I don't know if McKay's... But anyway, um, Will Ferrell had made clear to to McKay that he wanted to play the part of Jerry Buss, the owner uh, of the uh, Lakers. And um, Adam McKay went behind his back and hired John C. Riley for the role. And so um, I don't think just, you know, hiring him wasn't what really upset Farrell, but the fact that he went behind his back to do it uh, wasn't cool. And um, according to what I found here, uh, McKay says that they had a conversation and it ended with Farrell basically saying, have a good life. Um, So... That was kind of messed up. McKay admits that he, he says, I, I blammed up on how I handled that. Um, Farrell took it way deeper than I ever imagined, and I tried to reach out to him, and I reminded him of some of the slights that were thrown my way that were never apologized for. So it looks like he's he was upset about certain things too. So they cut ties. I, I think this was a couple years ago now, and um, it doesn't look like they'll be working again mm-hmm. together. But they say, supposedly, that they're still friends. And that that sucks too because not only did he hire somebody else, he hired one of Will Ferrell's friends to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, almost seemed intentional. Yeah, that's just it's messed up. They had a good run. They had a good run working together. So I mean, if you look at that list right there, uh, Anchorman, Talladega Nights, Step Brothers, the other guys, Anchorman Two, Will Ferrell was in five of those movies, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if he showed up in any of the other stuff, but yeah, that's. That's, uh, oh, that happens. That's you know? a partnership right there. Yeah. Uh, cinematography. Did you have anything for I, this? I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and just save you some time. I didn't write down anything for like any of these. <laughs> I didn't either. Uh, <laughs> but I did. But I did, however, write down that the uh, that the wardrobe and set design people deserve props because mm-hmm. it looks oh, like yeah. the seventies. Yes. Yeah. And it so does. that's that. I mean, I feel like they did a pretty good job. Agreed. Wow. So uh, I got a little bit for the script slash screenplay and how this whole thing came about. Will Ferrell and Adam McKay started working on a script called August Blowout, which they said was going to be kind of like Glengarry Glen Ross meets a car dealership. <laughs> so apparently it was it was D 
decently funny, but um, even though they passed the script around to Hollywood, uh, they never made a movie out of it. But one of the people that read that script and liked it, or, or thought that there was some some hope there, was Paul Thomas Anderson. So oh. he uh, contacted Will Ferrell and Adam McKay and said, "Hey, if you guys write a script, I'll shepherd it, hmm. you know, to help you guys make a movie." Uh, so they started doing that, and eventually they came up with the idea of doing something about a '70s anchorman. And uh, Will Ferrell was really uh, interested in how sexist they were back then, and he liked the tone of voice that they had. And mm-hmm. anyway, so they were going to do a movie like that. The original idea that they started writing was going to be Ron Burgundy as the anchorman, but he's piloting a a plane uh, with other people, and it crashes. At, you know, I guess in the wilderness. And so the whole group of people, I guess they're news guys, are trying to make their way back to civilization. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, wow. They said that one of the subplots was going to be like orangutans that uh, can wield ninja stars and stuff. Oh, uh, jeez. Okay. Was, Probably it was, already. It was going to get really crazy. Um, there was going to be a musical number with sharks. <laughs> and so Paul Thomas Anderson, when he gets this script, he's just like, whoa. And he's like, I'm out. I'm <laughs> out. <laughs> you know, and so um, later on, he was just like, oh, I wish that, you know, I had stuck around. He says, I blew that opportunity because what Anchorman became later uh, was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's a cool story. There. So one little tidbit on that, uh, too, which I think I wrote down for later, but I'll just share it now. So the original idea got pitched around 20 times to DreamWorks oh before they finally said yes to it. Wow. wow. Because, I mean, when you think about it, it's going to be about a 70s news station. It, that's exactly what DreamWorks who, who, is. Like, who's going to think, oh, that? this is going to be a great movie? But the question is, what changed on the 20th time? Or was it there's, was there just so much turnover on the executive team? <laughs> they got lucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes you got to get lucky, Brian. That's what we learned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have much for score. I mean, it's kind of forgettable. Yeah, uh, there is. Um, basic. It's there. It's there. It uh, is there. I loved the Afternoon Delight Harmony. I feel like we should do that now. No. You guys, no. You guys no. didn't prepare? No. Hard pass on that. I don't, I don't know lyrics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to find my... And that's all, all right. that's, <laughs> that's all we know. Well, yeah. we, we could have Googled it, but you, you, you guys killed the moment. Uh, and then I love the music when Baxter shows up for the bear fight. I don't remember that music. Oh, yeah. It also, is awesome. Don't remember. It feels like a superhero movie. Can, can you do it? I, I Give us a little bit. No, I can't do it. <laughs> I do Afternoon Delight if you want. No, we don't want that. Okay, you start, Andy. Special effects. They did have special effects in this movie. Yeah, you guys catch it? Jack Black kicked Baxter off the bridge. That was a puppet. It it was a stuffed dog. That's basically it. It so funny. Wasn't there an explosion? It was clear. The whole animation of Pleasure Town. Yeah. That special uh, effects. That wasn't real? (laughs) Visual effects. You guys don't see that? <laughs> oh my god! The visual effects part, um, I saw the baby towards the beginning that says "Bam Burgundy." Oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. That, that was, was you can see it when you look at it. <laughs> Mouth is CG. Yeah, yeah. Um, wardrobe. I mean, we talked about it. Seven days. Incredible. It was, cool. it it was, was good. They got the time period then. Mm-hmm. Would I wear anything? No. From that time period? Would you guys wear any? The only the, thing that the I would wear is nice. Veronica's white dress with the orange neck thing oh that was like the coolest I you think, would wear that i think brian fantana had one good suit that i saw and at the end uh vince vaughn he's like baby blue suit not terrible i'm not can, terrible i can see you rocking the blue suit that burgundy wears 
And maybe the, the red, the red suit too. No, I think you could red, pull it off. Red reminds me of an old brother that used to be in our hall. Oh yeah? <laughs> he always wore that yeah. suit, so. Uh, <laughs> it was always the burgundy jacket and gray um, meeting pants. Mm. So no, can't do that. Winners and losers. Best performance in the movie? Will Ferrell. No. Steve Carell. Yes. You, Steve Carell? Wow. That was okay. me slapping it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not I'm not against it. It, it he was it wasn't in my top two, but it, you know, back it up. Why do you say Steve Carell? Do I need to? Just watch the movie. <laughs> I'm okay. Hey with man, that. I'm I okay did. With that. It's, it's so out there, his performance, and he nails it. I'm okay with that answer. Yeah. That and Christina Applegate too, I think did really well. I think yeah. I don't disagree with Andy. It's just Will Ferrell being Will Ferrell. So that's why mm. I didn't pick that as exactly. as the best performance. That's yeah. fair. Okay. So what does Steve Carell do that you like so much? It's because if if you're going to uh, determine the merits of a good actor, is it is it a situation where you just see an actor playing a role, or do you now see a character playing themselves? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And a lot of the actors here, like I see, I see Paul Rudd playing, you know, yeah, the yeah. the the, the skit, Fantana. the skit of Brian Fontana, mm -hmm. but Steve Carell. Even though I've, I've seen him in so many other things, but he disappears into his role because he just looks like brick to me. Well, mm -hmm. You know, I, so I can see that. So the way I would describe that is it's Will Ferrell doing Will Ferrell things. It's stuff that he does in every single movie. But is it fair to say that because this is the first time he's doing it? No, he's done it before. Yeah, he, did before this. he was Night in movies before Fair. and movies yeah. after. It's just he, he plays the same guy. And in SNL. Yeah. And then, yes. You feel he's the same guy? Yeah. Okay. Steve, Steve Carell plays a character that's different than anything we've seen him do. Paul Rudd is a, a Paul Rudd type character that he's done in other movies too. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I get what Brian's saying. Okay. Cool. I, uh, I guess I'll just side with you guys. I don't want to be the dumb one here. You don't got you don't got to side with us. What did you say? I had Feral. You had Feral. Yeah, that's fine. Feral, you're not wrong. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. He did he, a good job. He did a great job. Yeah. yeah he made us laugh. You know, uh, I bet a bunch of that stuff wasn't written into the script just came up with so mm -hmm. worst performance okay i got this nailed um, all right i hope we have the same one it make me feel so good man. luke wilson no <laughs> um, and yeah it was it's luke wilson <laughs> i didn't write one down but i'm also gonna chip in I, luke wilson thank you I, I, i've got a runner up though oh, i've got a runner up tino the guy from the the jazz fred armiston He's amazing. Oh, I love Armistead. him. Yeah. He, he, he plays was... that character a lot. He does. He really does. <laughs> yeah, but I, I love him. I you know what it is? is? I'm, I'm not really well versed in, in the SNL world. Oh. So I haven't seen a lot of these guys doing this stuff prior to this. Fred, so, Fred Armisen does I think that tons. puts me at a disadvantage. Yeah. He does tons yeah. of characters and different accents. But he and... does that same thing in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And that's where I... I but it's the same guy. It's a different accent in Brooklyn. <laughs> That's a different accent. No, it's like this same characters in this all these different universes. <laughs> yeah, he's the, he's Tino and all. He's of gonna them. show up in Marvel in a Marvel movie next, and be the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> all right, this is this is almost impossible. Best line yeah. in the movie. Yeah. I, I struggled. No, 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 no. I struggled so hard I, with this. I have it, and you guys are gonna agree with me. What is it? I have a top two, but no, no, there's no, 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 no. so many great lines. No, this is the greatest line, and you are not gonna disagree with me. Go for I, it. I have ten on my list, so let's see if oh. it's one of the ten. No, this I think is, I have like seven. This is number one. 
60% of the time, what I have, it works. What do I have? Every time. What do I have written down? Yeah! What do I have yeah. in green? What do I have in green? Yeah! <laughs> and I didn't even that see was in my notes. That was in my top two. I said, if, if I've got to pick... We're all slapping Andy. One that's like... <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. I'm in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> okay, can I just share some of the good ones? Go for it. That I had here. Uh, I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. What can I say? I like the way you're put together. I want to be on you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dang hot outside. Milk was a bad choice. Yeah. That was my runner-up. I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> when he jumps in with the yeah. bears. Don't act like you're not impressed. Uh-huh. No touching of the hair or face. In the fight. That escalated quickly. I mean, it really got out of hand. Mm -hmm. Brick, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. You should find yourself a safe house or a relative close by. I Lay low for a while I because you're probably wanted for murder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about Ron Burgundy. A voice that could make a Wolverine purr and suits so fine they could make Sinatra look like a hobo. <laughs> uh, I really like this one. Dang it, who put a question mark on the teleprompter? <laughs> who literally read anything that's that on was, there? That was funny. Yeah. The man punted Baxter! Yes! I hit him with a burrito! <laughs> Looks like we got ourselves a bilingual blood fest. Uh, and when he's on the phone, he's like, Bark twice if you're in Milwaukee! Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's Will Ferrell being Will Ferrell. Yeah. Right there. Mm -hmm. uh, Ron, I know this sounds harsh, but God does not want her to live. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that was God. good. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. I had all those lines there, man, and there were more, but what's, I was just like, I was getting tired of writing them all. Oh, yeah. What's yours, Andy? Okay, I, so I'm going to go through mine real quick. Ten to one. What's ten? Uh, well, I don't have them in order, but... <laughs> I, I did have I expect the, more from you. <laughs> I, we thought you were so organized. Doesn't let's, even have his list of, uh, you know, top let's, ten. Let's slap know. him. Okay. <laughs> I love scotch. Scotchy, scotch, scotch. Down to my belly. <laughs> you know how to cut to the core of me, Baxter. You're so wise. You're like a miniature Buddha covered That's in hair. Right. I always tell Brian that. That's it. Yeah, you did. God. Oh you know God. I don't speak Spanish. In English, please. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I believe diversity is an old, old wooden <laughs> ship that was used oh in the Civil God. War era. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, it is. This is from Champ Kind. It is Anchor Man and not Anchor Lady, and that is a scientific fact. That was funny. <laughs> okay, this one. I don't know if you're gonna have to cut this one. The I'm whales. Gonna, I, <laughs> no, I'm no, ready. Not the whale. Or I brick. I read somewhere that their periods attract bears. Oh, the bears, bears can, can smell the menstruation. <laughs> I had never laughed at that. I guess I that missed it. So and I died listening to and that. Brian, Brian continues, right? Because he's like, are you happy? Now you put us all in danger <laughs> yeah. of yeah. bears. Yeah. yeah. I'll keep it in. Um, then, of course, there's... It's called Sex Panther by Odeon. It's illegal in nine countries. Yep. Yeah. It's made with bits of real panthers, so you know it's good. Yeah. I think that line we got is right made here, with guys, bits Would of anybody like a little bit of this sex Ooh, panther right here? I want some. Oh, man. Let me open it, it up. It smells like Bigfoot. Let's see it. Uh, <laughs> the clone's already been out of it. It doesn't really smell bad. Dang. Yeah, I was going to see if but it was You can pungent. get a little whiff. It's, it's it very like subtle. As pungent. I can't You're even really getting in there. I can't really even subtle. smell it. The actual cologne actually smells smell good. It. You can order it online. Where did you get it, Andy? Amazon. Amazon? It yeah. smells like ceramic. Yeah. <laughs> it smells like Brian's hand. What were you touching before this? I'll do the noise when, when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I get a little whiff. Like. Really yeah. Good. Thanks. Okay, so I'm going to... It's like the same noise from that game Pitfall. You remember Pitfall? <laughs> 
Okay, hot take. I Man, think... calm down, Caden. Give it back. I smell, it smells kind of like gasoline for a minute, but now it's hot. It does not smell like gasoline. <laughs> He's getting high on his own supplies. <laughs> I can't like, smell anything. You were inhaling so hard. You're probably hard. smelling my mustache. Dang, man. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. What, what do you do? You use anything for your mustache? You, mm-hmm. Okay, let me let me finish my lines here. We don't want <laughs> to talk about Kane's mustache. Real quick, like, it's just crazy that you have a mustache. I don't think I've I've seen you like one time with a mustache. Yeah, and I promised myself I would never wear a mustache because I look like a child predator. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it looks good. You wear it well, dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay, predator suits you. Hot take. You guys all pick the same line 60% of the time. I think it's made with bits of real panther is a better line. Mm, really? Mm. Yes. It's made with bits of real panther, so you know it's good? I don't blame you. That's mm. a great line. When, okay. When in Rome. Yeah. And then, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're not using that right. That's good. <laughs> okay. I'll agree to disagree. I'm okay, worst line. This was tough, but I'm going to go with the music. Mouth. That's what I wrote. That's exactly what. I, look, yeah. Just, yeah. just to confirm, poop mouth. I yeah. got poop mouth. Can I, can I just say that Chris Parnell? I can Andy Slap. I can only see Jerry whenever he talks. Yeah, yeah. I just hear Jerry. You guys, you guys know that guy? It's, I've never seen him vo- before. He's the voice of Jerry on R and M. Yeah. Oh. Oh my gosh, that's all I could hear. Man, it's crazy. You guys know a lot of these actors that, for me, are a relative unknown. What an all star oh. cast, though. That's what Nice was saying whenever yeah. she was watching it with me. Yeah. Well, so it's so wild that Jack Black is just a cameo. I know. Seth, Seth Rogen is, is a cameo. Seth Rogen. Yeah. yeah. He's another right. part. What's Judd, the cameraman? Catherine Hahn. Judd Apatow. Yeah. Catherine yeah, Hahn is a background Han, yeah. actress. You yeah. know. Yep. Yep. Joe Flaherty. They got everybody in this. Do you know who? Joe Flaherty is? No. He's the guy on uh, Happy Gilmore that he keeps telling you. Never seen Happy Gilmore. not make this shot, jackass. (laughs) (laughs) That's his his famous line. I want to save that. He was in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wow, yeah, so you guys know a lot of these guys. Are they all friends? It has to be that they like they they gotta be tight, right? I, so or the, do they just look up like who's hot right now I and let's bring them in? No, I feel they know each other. No, so, so there there is an Apatow crowd. Judd Apatow's in this movie, and so he's tight with Seth Rogen and Paul uh, Rudd, mm-hmm. Paul Rudd yeah. Jason Segel. So like all those guys were then in comedies for like a solid decade. Yeah, that were all done by Judd Apatow, and he is the link. Yeah, um, I think Will Ferrell and like Seth Rogen are different generations. They're like different wit periods of time where they dominated, you know, comedy movies. Yeah, but they were still that link between with Up Apatow where they're like connected in that way. And did you have a worse line of the movie? I so I thought about all the lines that were offensive or stereotypical, and so I just gave up. Wow. <laughs> I said I, I literally wrote too many dimensions. Too many. <laughs> too many. Okay, guys. Out of all the people involved in this movie, cast and crew. Who deserves to be remembered most for this movie? Baxter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Baxter. Will Ferrell. Dang. I think it's Will Ferrell. I, yeah, I also wrote down yeah, Will Ferrell. Has to be. And, and I'm, I'm going to say that only because he's the lead. Because the rest of the main four guys, or, or the other three guys, and Christina Applegate are just as amazing in their own way. No, they all do good, but without yeah, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell is not Anchorman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's literally the anchor of the movie. Ooh, no pun intended. Like that? Ooh. Yeah, not bad, huh? <laughs> who, who should be forgotten from uh, this movie? Champ, whatever his last name is. The you don't like Champ Kind? I hate that guy. I don't, I don't, why I don't why like do you hate him? I don't like him as an actor. I don't like how he is in this movie. Every movie he's in, I'm just like, I don't want to watch this movie anymore. In the oh office? Oh my gosh. Yes, especially in the you office. You hate him in the wow. office? Yes. Where he plays Todd, right? Don't you? Yeah. 
Is it Todd Packer? Yeah, yeah. he's Todd oh, Packer. Yeah. He's so obnoxious. And but it's I funny. Got, I got Vince Vaughn because of his laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him. Can you just, do it again? I just don't like Luke Wilson. What, when does he do it? He talks about, uh, oh, we forgot a line about Dorothy Mantooth. Oh, oh man. I'm Dorothy Mantooth is a saint. I'm going to take your mother. And actually, that is Champ that says it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take, take your mother, Dorothy Mantooth, out for a seafood dinner and never call her again. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. Champ's kind of, I mean, I yeah. I just don't like the actor. I, 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 I don't like his style of acting. And I gotcha. I How like about you? Face. You got the same answer, B? No, no, Who's no. Who's your, uh, must be forgotten? Who gets forgotten? I put the panda. <laughs> What's your Ling name? Ling? But I didn't, I didn't Lu, even put... Lu, Ling Ling. Lu Wing? Something Ling, like Ling? that. I thought it was Ling Ling. Oh, it's gonna sound racist when we do this, because you probably <laughs> edit that out. No, I'm gonna look it up, because I'm pretty sure it's Ling Ling. All right, let's go ahead and get to the egg drops. Why uh, didn't you ask me who should be forgotten? Oh, who should be forgotten, Andy? Why are you hosting And it should be forgotten, apparently, Steven. <laughs> who should be forgotten? This is an obvious answer. Jack Black, okay? No! He shows up for 10 no, seconds. He's no. What's no. the name? We can't say that. Or can we say that? Yes. What is it? It's Ling Wong. I was Ling close. Wong. I got half of it. The pandas. Yeah, that's fine. Ling Wong is a name. Ling Wong is the name. Jack Black yeah. is in the movie for 20 seconds, and he kicks a National Treasure Baxter off a bridge with the intention of killing him. I do not he like He absolutely should be deserved to be but forgotten. That's, no. But, but you're asking to for, for us to forget the character. And the yeah, character... No, he's a terrorist. We should just edit that whole scene out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I'm totally not even disagree. that big of a dog that's person. That's what I was going to say. I, love I, I liked dogs. that cameo, and he actually did something story-wise. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He actually affects the plot. Yeah. All the dog lovers out there are going to cancel you guys. Oh Just gosh. letting you know. I'm ready for you it. Actually could have said, you lover. actually could have said Fred Armisen could be forgotten because it doesn't affect the plot. Ooh. And I like Fred Armisen. I did not um, like him. The answer is Jack Black. He kicked back. I didn't like the performance. That's the, the thing. No, Nothing against the, the character. Just... It didn't work for me. Mm, yeah, okay, that's fine. That's no, I'll, that's I'll fine. show you some Fred Armisen stuff, and you'll like, you'll good, love him. Good stuff. Cool. You'll love him. Andy, usually you handle egg drops. I only have uh, two that I want to share, and one of them is super short. So, do you want to do most of yours, and then I'll just? Uh, I only have three because I already shared one. Okay. Uh, Will Ferrell graduated with a degree in journalism, which is kind of cool. That is oh, cool. That's he got to do this movie. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I already mentioned that the film got pitched 20 times before they said yes. Uh, Amy Poehler was in this movie. She got completely cut out. Oh, are you serious? Wow, that's amazing. She's one of my favorites. Because she's so good. Yeah. It must have been a super small role where they're like, we can just drop that Amy Poehler is one of my favorite actresses. I love Amy Poehler. Her, Tina Fey. I wonder... That's crazy that Tina Fey wasn't in this one. Kristen Wiig. Because Tina was really popular around that time. Yeah, with Flirty Rock. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one, uh, just kind of a, a little note. There are 24 people in the street fight. Wow. 24. Yeah. Which actually seems too high because it's four. Too high? So, there were, so there were six news teams, there right? There were six? It must have been six if there were 24. I thought it was four. So no, 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 there's no, no, more no, than no. four. There's, there's more than four. There's four that there's originally at least show five. up. Yeah, because I can name that there are. There's the public TV, yeah. the PBS. There's the... Uh, West Mantooth's team. Yeah, and then Anchorman team. Yeah. There's the Spanish news team yes. with uh, Ben Stiller. Uh-huh. And then there's, uh, there's Luke evening, Wilson's. Evening news, right? That's Mantooth. Oh, evening news yeah, is Mantooth. So yeah, it's five. News. So it's five, so that's 20. Yeah, but they're not even teams. 
And oh, I'm so saying some, that because okay, some of them Spanish, oh, some of them so, Spanish people Spanish, have like eight yeah, people. One yeah, of, that's that's true, one of my vexing issues. Yeah, like, yeah. why do they have six people? They roll together, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Channel 4. Dude, that was funny. With, the, with the little guy. They <laughs> <laughs> the maraca. Yeah. That's crazy. 24 people and how many horses? Yeah. Two horses. <laughs> there, were, there were two horses? Where did the horses come from? It's like, that's yeah. Where did the trident come from? <laughs> Dude, it was so crazy, that fight. Like, they're pulling weapons out. Brick, but... where did you get a grenade from? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. A live grenade. You know what's also bothers me? There should be a, a vexing issue, but... Ryan has a gun, and he never uses that. Oh, yeah. that's true. He's just like, he's like, like checking the ammo. He actually, I don't think he had anything in the chamber. Yeah. He rotated, he's like, oh, crap, I'm out of bullets. Yeah. I forgot the bullets. Uh, oh, one thing that I had never seen before was whenever, oh, where were they? I think it's, I want to say it's the women. Whenever the women are having their their thing at the restaurant, the name yeah. of the restaurant was Escupimos oh, yes. Monumento. I had never seen that before from my white friends. That That's, means that uh, we spit in your food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. I remember my dad got a kick out of that when oh, yeah. he saw it. Yeah. yeah. All right, I've got, you're all done, right? Foreshadowing? Anything? Yeah, I'm done. I don't have it. No, no foreshadowing. No foreshadowing. Oh, yeah, really? Because, yes, because whenever he said that, um, the bears can sp- smell the menstruation and that bears were coming. What was at the end of the movie? Oh, bears. Yeah. yeah. I put that together 20 years yeah. later. Wow. <laughs> All right. Good point. Man, this, look at that. Is, look at that. <laughs> can I say menstruation or is that yeah, like that's, a... Yeah, that's fine. I think it's, it's, okay. it's a natural thing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So the film initially centered around the reporters tracking down a clumsy yet elusive group of hippie bank robbers. This must have been one of the 20 scripts that they did before landing on what they did. So originally, instead of the whole panda thing with uh, Lu, what is it, Ling Wong? Yeah. Uh, it was gonna, they were gonna be uh, looking for some bank robbers known as the Alarm Clock. Chicken, Chichen Chong. <laughs> so this version of the film was met with poor test audience results. And so they had to refilm and rewrite a significant portion of the film so that they could replace that storyline with the panda story. But if you wanna see this version of the movie, you can. It was uh, put di- or sent direct to video uh, or DVD, huh. and you can find that it. it's called Wake Up Ron Burgundy, The Lost Movie. It was released on March 7, 2006. That's so I wonder if that has to do with the note that I read where uh, they had so much like extra footage that they were able to make a second movie out of it. I wonder if that's kind of what that alludes to. Yeah, this one does all, or uses alternate takes of existing scenes, and it has new narration also. Mm-hmm. That, that seems like, like a better that. plot, to be honest, though, yeah. <laughs> than a panda giving birth. Um, eventually, I'll check it out because I'm just like, oh, it's real. Yeah, it's real. Oh, I guess. Yeah, that yeah. is pretty cool. I'm not sure where you get it, but um, oh, it's somewhere out there. I can get it. You, don't worry. <laughs> Kaden can get anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jack Sparrow. <laughs> right. yeah, uh, don't other, admit to that. On the air. Last thing I wanted to talk about is that this was pretty cool. <laughs> the Office, which was um, basically uh, led by Steve Carell, brought back Will Ferrell. And it brought back um, Brian. What's his name? That fat guy. The yeah, white yeah. Guy. Uh, as Sam. Packer. Yeah, and everything. The only guy who never made it onto the office from the Anchorman crew Paul was Rudd. Paul, Rudd. Paul Rudd. But funny enough, uh, in an office, you know, kind of like not even a spinoff, but like very similar style show. Paul Parks Rudd showed Rec. up in Parts and Rec. Exactly. So Did he? there you go. Yeah. yeah. Where, as a politician, New- Newport, Bobby Newport. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. <laughs> there you go. I only have two tidbits, two tidbits that y'all guys did not mention. Go for it. One was Tim Robbins 
he agreed to do his cameo role on the condition that his character gets a custom wig and that he gets to keep the wig. Who is Tim Robbins? You don't know who Tim Robbins is? I might. Shawshank. Yeah. Oh. Okay. The main guy in Shawshank. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Public but, news team? Yes, yes. Is that who he was? Yeah. Yeah. With the curly hair? Yes. I had no idea who that guy was. Oh my god, but he's he's But so I've never seen Shawshank. Distinct okay, alright. And then the other one is Pentagon. Apparently in some credits that we see on TV screens of news broadcasts in the movie, you'll spot Adam Scott's name and John Hamm's name. Yeah. Really? What? That's cool. Really? I like that. They are connected through Paul Rudd. Yeah. Paul Rudd is good friends uh, with uh, John Hamm. I think they, they've they known each other forever. In fact, John Hamm, I guess, got, his, got a lot of help in the beginning because of Paul Rudd. He got into Hollywood. He was waiting tables and everything, you know, aging and not sure if he's ever going to get his his break. And uh, he would, I think, sleep at Paul Rudd's house and and ask Paul Rudd to like, hey, if you can help me out in any way, get me into rooms and stuff, that'd be great. And now look at John Hamm. Wow, that's cool. All right, Castaway. Uh, Who almost got casted? I know, I know. Who? I thought I thought that I was gonna say Gerard Butler, but that was... <laughs> <laughs> that's Gerard not, Butler. That's not Clive Owen as Iron Man. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Clive Owen and Gerard Butler are the same in my in my book. Do you have any Andy for this? I, I do have you, uh, a couple. I just have one. So you say yours, and then I'll, I'll jump in. Okay. So. Apparently, we don't know what role it was, but John C. Riley was uh, part of the early read through, so I guess he was being looked at for a character um they didn't use him in fact they uh they didn't use him at all i don't think he even filmed anything but uh they liked him so much especially will ferrell that they put him or gave him a part in talladega nights hmm. and he's in the second day for man yeah. yes in a cameo right okay yeah. so i can add to that because i have some missing information so John C. Riley was offered the role of Champ Kind. Oh, okay. He declined because he wanted to film The Aviator mm. with Leonardo DiCaprio. That's and a smarter he, he ended up sending. He ended up saying he, he regretted it. Really? Yeah, because uh, I don't remember him in The Aviator. That's true. <laughs> and so because he wanted to be in but the first one. But to work with Scorsese? I mean, come on. You don't turn that down. Right. So right. he was cast in Anchorman 2 to, to make up for the fact he, he didn't do the first one. But he would have been cool as Champ Kind. I know Caden would love that because he doesn't yeah, like the actor. I like John C. <laughs> Riley, but I don't like. Okay, <laughs> so Ben Stiller was originally going to be Brian Fantana. Mm. James Spader was considered for the role of Brick. <sighs> yeah, another one I don't like. You I don't love, like James I Spader? Love, he's an excellent actor. I just don't like. Maybe it's because of Robert California. Man. Oh, okay. I just every time I see him, yeah, I just, I just do. But he's a great, amazing actor. You need to watch Boston Legal. He's amazing in that. I don't know. The, the Blacklist. If you want to watch like a, yeah, a dramatic I, role, that's, he's fantastic. That's on my he's list good to watch. Yeah. And then last one, Maggie Gyllenhaal auditioned for the role of Veronica Corningstone. Yeah. And Amy Adams Pass. and Leslie Mann were considered for the role. Right. Pass. Pass. It was a surprise that Leslie Mann didn't get it, considering Judd Apatow's... Yeah, yeah but I don't he think really Judd likes Apatow her. was... Like, a, what, did he produce the movie? Was mm-hmm. he a producer in the he movie? He was a producer. Yeah, I think he she got roles when he started directing. That's Although, you know what? I love Leslie Mann so much from Big Daddy on. That's a movie we should do on the podcast. <laughs> Big Daddy, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, love yeah. that movie. Real quick, is that Adam Sandler's peak? I think that that's Big Daddy? my. That, I have to look. Huh? That's my favorite movie of his. Not dramatic. I'm not talking dramatic. Yeah, no, 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 not dramatically. Just watch, as watch as a movie. 
I think that Adam Sandler's best movie, the one that most people are going to die saying, I'm so happy I saw no, that, was Big Daddy. No. No? Mm-hmm. I say Happy Gilmore. Really? Or, uh, um, Billy Madison. Mm, those, those, were, those were prime. Those, are, those are classics. And I, I, think, I haven't seen either one of those either. I think audiences in Crazy. general like We need to have first. a movie day, bro, where you just show me like Princess Bride and Monty Python and all these you movies. You haven't that seen, I seen Monty Python? I've never seen it. Let's do a Steven slap. Yeah. Ah! Oh! <laughs> he, he liked it. He liked it. I'm not going to slap him anymore. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, do you even want to do this? Recast this movie in a modern remake. Uh, is this movie untouchable to where it's just like, nah, I don't even want them to attempt this. I don't think it's untouchable, but I can't think of anybody right now. Mm-mm. Who's the funny guy this not, these days? Not, not only that, guy? I wrote this down. Can you find four comedians that could do a better job or as good a job from today as these four guys? Can they like this, this is an all-star squad for me. Yeah. I can't think of four modern comedians that you could say, oh yeah, put those four together and they can do just as well, good. Who's, who's, who are modern comedians nowadays? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if they're remaking this movie, Kevin Hart is one of them. Oh my ones. god! Mm-hmm. Yes, already. He's probably Champ Kind. And yet we're... Champ? Yeah, because he's, he's a sports guy. Aren't you a little tired of Kevin Hart, though? I feel like he's been in so many movies he, that I'm just... He, but like, we're I saying need a break. He could do it, though. We're saying who, who we yeah. could cast. And he okay. could. So Kevin he Hart, could. you got one. I Give would say three Kevin Hart as Brick because he can play <laughs> moron pretty well. Yeah. Is it still set in the 70s? Sure, I don't care. No, it's not. It's not set in now the 70s? Now it's in the 80s. It's a moder- it- no, now it's in the 50s. In the 50s? <laughs> so then Kevin Hart is not in it. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> he just got it. I just got it. <laughs> All right, so I'm give me white. three other comedians. Uh, I can't think of any. Adam Sandler. No, he's too old. Seth Rogen. I have one Seth Rogen's kind of hot right now. What's this guy's name? They're doing research. There's one we'll guy that I have in mind. What is his name? Why can I not think of him? Vin Diesel. No. If somebody says Pete Davidson, I will leave. Oh, no, no, I will no, no, leave, no, no, no. guys. I don't want Pete Davidson. No, I don't want that either. Why is Chris Rock on here? I put the... A lot of these guys are older. Like, you could have made an argument if this movie had been done before Anchorman. I would have taken Sandler, Rock, Farley... And uh, David Spade. You can't Farley. say Chris if you, that's, that, that hurts my feelings. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. That would be so good. Those four guys would have been amazing. That is a squad right there that you could put up against Farrell, uh, Carell, and, uh, Paul and Paul Rudd. What about Ricky Gervais as Anchorman? No. Nah. No? Okay. No. Hard pass. Okay. <laughs> What about Tina Fey and Amy Poehler? You're oh, doing a female. Well, well, no, you okay. can mix in a female oh, into that group. If you're doing a modern one, there is a female okay. in there. Sure. All right. You've only given me one so far. No, Kevin it Hart. would be all white women and Kevin Hart. Oh my gosh. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know. If it's me, I'm putting Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. I'm using too of much fuss for women. Of okay. Course. Kevin Hart is one. That's Kristen three. Kristen Wiig. That, then it's too many females. No, it has to. Be. So it's going to be two guys, two girls. Yeah. All right. Um... John Mulaney, that's his name. Ugh, no that's who I was thinking. I like John. Mul- I like John Mulaney, but he's not like a movie star. For what, what about Aziz Ansari? Oh, Aziz is really funny. That's, that's a good who, one. though. Brick. Huh? We don't need it. Just give me. I just asked for a squad of four. <laughs> I don't care who they're playing. I just said give me four okay. comedians. <laughs> B. Arthur. <laughs> Let's move on. Robin Williams. We're done. We're done. Let's do hit it takes now. Um, 
Jake's most hated tech of the movie. I didn't have anything for this. I didn't have anything either. Uh, I, I wrote down maybe the conch shell in case it doesn't work as intended, but that's not really tech, is it? Mm. <laughs> Andy, did you have anything for this? So I, I tried really hard to find something. Technically, the teleprompter is wrong uh, because when you listen to what Ron reads versus what's on the screen that you can see, it doesn't match. Hmm, that's true. But so, that's not but that's not really a, a teleprompter issue. Yeah, the that's, teleprompter failed. But if Chili is in Ron's shoes, he's blaming the teleprompter. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess you could say that. It was it was a stretch, but it, it was That was good, dude. That was good. Yeah. Edgar's item of the movie that was too expensive to buy at retail. Anybody, suits. You got a good one for this? Suits. The suits? <laughs> they didn't even make it to the suit store. That's true. That's the thing. They got jumped on the way. <laughs> The only thing I had was uh, the milk. As soon as Edgar realizes it's not satisfying, he's returning it. <laughs> but he should have got yeah. Gatorade it's hot. This, this wasn't a good choice. I'm going back. Yeah. I, I was going to say suits, but they don't actually ever show you bought them buying suits. They never made it. Um, so I went with the dinner at Escupimos en su alimento oh because gosh. it's probably bad. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> not bad. That's actually good. You would probably want to return that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I said, since it says it's too expensive to buy at retail, I said the when Ron orders the three fingers of Glenlivet because they always charge way higher for scotch and Glenlivet's kind of like a mid. Well, depending on the year. Mm. I, I don't think they'd have good scotch, maybe like a 12 year. Oh. They would probably charge like $50 per dram. So that's like $150 for that. Jeez. In the 70s though? In the yeah, in the 70s. 70s they drank scotch like water. So there's probably, <laughs> probably three flim, flim flams. Well, I don't even think that was really scotch because they brought it back in 12 seconds. That's oh, a fact and from did IMDb. You, did they you, ordered drinks 12 seconds later the drinks were there. And did you notice it was like this big, like as big as a coffee cup, yeah. what he got of scotch. Wow. <laughs> hey, Katie, what's your favorite scotch? Probably Lagavulin. Lagavulin. Probably. Did you learn about that through Parks and Rec? No. No, you knew about it already? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I like uh, Blanton's. Shout out, Mizzle. Oh. That he never opened his whenever I asked him. You've had the Blanton's before. We all had the Blanton's. Yeah. What, uh, what's it? Uh, a friend of mine, Tony, who was just here, Castañon, he ended up going to one of the stores here locally, and they had a bottle of, I think it's, Kern, is it Colonel E.H. Bailey or something like no, that? No, Colonel, um, I think it's, it's E.H. Yeah. Taylor. Taylor. E. There Taylor. you go. Yeah, that's one of my favorites, too. It's really hard to come by, too, yes, isn't it? Yes, So he the, walked in there, and he was just like, that's the one I really want. He's like, come back tomorrow. Do you remember we'll have a if shipment. it was small batch or single it, barrel? I don't know. Okay. That it wasn't. It wasn't really big. It was probably this uh, right here, like the entire thing. So, yeah, um, I like I like H. Taylor a lot and uh, Henry McKenna, Bottle and Bond. Oh, mm. Ten year, good stuff. My favorite scotch is tape. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the four of us, you would be brick, wouldn't you? <laughs> I love tape. Not even Brian. Yeah. You remember when I photoshopped us? And I made, uh, I photoshopped Caden as Ron Burgundy. I made you yeah, brick, didn't I? Think I think you did. Yeah, you did. Was I in that, or did I not put myself in that? I think I made myself Brian, right? Fantana? I think I, I remember. Was. I think yeah. so. All right. Uh, Andy's favorite vacation spot from the movie? I just put San Diego yeah, me in general. Too. That's what I put. Steven's I'm losing it moment? What do you guys think the I, answer I, is? I put the news cruise fight. Yep, that's it. When all the cameos start showing up at the brawl. Oh, that's I, it. I, said, I said bear fight. I put Sex bear Panther fight. and Pattern in the Pants. Oh my gosh. And then I put <laughs> Flute Playing, 
but uh, I was wrong. Oh I struck out on that one. The Pat, pattern in the pants, pants is so funny. What's, what's so funny is that then he says he's going to return the pants because it's like it's not working. To this pants store. Exactly. Oh like an optical illusion. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So bad. <laughs> Caden's most likely moment to scream something I, out in the theater. I'm, I'm so glad waiting. you're here because you can been, just answer this. I've been waiting to, to hear you. you guys. No. Oh, you go last. I want to go. Oh, you want to go last? Yeah, I want to go for, last. For, I want to hear what you guys For say. me, it's the Pleasure Town scene. Oh. I think that as soon as that starts with the animation. What would I have screamed out? Huh? You, you would have been like, yeah! Well... <laughs> I have it written down as your laugh out loud moment, oh. and I put I put it early, like in the in the intro. Whenever he's like, "If you were a man, I would punch you in the mouth." I oh can see gosh. him laughing at that. Yeah. Coincidentally, that's also Nisa's. Okay, so I, I've, I've got four here. Yes. Oh my god. Uh, his most likely moment to, to scream something out. Uh, I've got a big story for you, and it's right here. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's the deep burn. Oh, it's so deep. Gosh, that would be Stevens. (laughs) Don't act like you're not impressed. And I will lick you in front of everyone to show my joy. Oh, yes, to Baxter. (laughs) (laughs) Baxter, you're alive! That's actually something I would say. (laughs) No, I, uh, like, let me, let me classify this would this be like if i saw the movie already and then i'm watching it again no for the first time. Something else? First, time. first time first time man i i think it would have been whenever back like because i know me so well yeah i think it would have been whenever baxter comes back i would have said baxter you're alive or something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that <laughs> but one thing i do want to say is cannonball <laughs> <laughs> that was good um Okay, uh, Brian's vexing issues. Go for it. I got nothing. Oh, I can start. Yeah. Whenever he's playing the flute, and it doesn't. Uh... <laughs> oh my! That's not what I was gonna say. Oh. Is it because his mouth isn't really on on it? No, it's because like he's he's uh and he's not like place in front of the mic correctly. Like where the sound of the flute would be coming from is off to the side, not right oh, in front of your yeah, face. Yeah, he's mm. playing it right in and front. And he's like right in front. Mm. But then I put like, well, but then it also breathed fire later, so I can't yeah. be really too picky about this. One, one quick note, uh, Will Ferrell also plays a flute. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. That's okay. crazy. Yeah, we, we saw him do it. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any other vexing issues? I had that when Ron was playing the flute, his fingers didn't match the notes he was playing. Mm. That was what I had. Okay, so how did Baxter get in his pajamas when Veronica first spends the night at Ron's? He had to change himself. Put put them on. Who puts on the pajamas for for Baxter? Baxter does. They're busy. (laughs) And he puts on his retainer. Yeah. How? (laughs) That makes no sense. That's a valid vexing issue. Okay. Why did Ron run to the station after Baxter gets kicked instead of driving his car, which was on the bridge? Because he was destroyed. He was in the glass case of a boat. <laughs> okay, another one. Who walks to the suit store? Again, why not take a car? They walk so a funny. lot in that movie. That was so funny. And they keep getting in trouble. They almost get into a fight with Channel 9 News, Vince Vaughn. Then they get jumped in a news fight, all because they refuse to get in the car and yeah. drive. I remember back in San Diego a few weeks ago that somebody else refused to get in the car and we had to walk more than a marathon. <laughs> oh, there. man. Who was it? <laughs> Let's move on. I, 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 
<laughs> All right, Juana's chefs. I haven't finished yet. <laughs> oh my gosh, you have more? I got two more. Two more? Oh, Hurry up. Take it. I'm oh. so slow. Why did the news team have weapons for the news fight, but no weapons for the bear fight? Because they used them already, you know? Yeah. And they left them all behind with they, all their fingerprints. Yeah, if you look at the end, they dropped all their weapons. Everybody did. Yeah. They they could have restocked. <laughs> oh my gosh. Brick didn't even know how he had the grenade. Uh, I think Brian's only got one gun. Okay, and then... No bullets. Last one. There's literally a security guard right next to West Mantooth as he's threatening to push Ron off the ladder into the bear pit, and he does nothing. <laughs> right. He doesn't even react. Yeah. There's multiple security guards there, but literally one right next to him doesn't even flinch as West Mantooth... He probably can't hear what he's saying. They don't get paid enough for that. No, he can hear. He was probably like a forest ranger. He's not a real cop. <laughs> yeah. He's just a zoo employee. <laughs> With a safari outfit. All right. Juana's chef's kiss male character of the movie. The mustache. <laughs> I put Ben Stiller. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. I didn't Mexican, even think about that. Is it because he speaks Spanish? Mexican Ben Stiller. Yep. yep I yep. put uh, Brian. I or, put, I'm not Brian. Uh, Britain. <clears throat> I put Brian Fantana. Brian's actually like sensibly dressed in the movie. Because of the mustache, right? Yeah. How many characters have mustaches in this movie? That's a weird piece of trivia that I don't care yeah. to know. Vince Vaughn didn't care to know. A nothing. lot of them grew mustaches Wilson that don't you, Like Will Ferrell has it. Uh, Paul Rudd has it. Uh, ben Stiller, Stiller has it. Who else? Christina Applegate. She had a little bit of peach fuzz, yeah. Oh my god. <clears throat> um, okay, irises. We can do this one of two ways. Either I hate kids moment or pee break moment. You're calling it the pee stretch your legs moment. Yeah, same thing. Whatever. Uh, I man. can't believe you would say that about your wife. That's insulting. The, uh, I, 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 I don't have nothing for I hate kids, but, <gasps> don't. but stretch your legs is what? What do you, you have? Don't! Well, number one, I said she would probably clap when it says, when Ron says to uh, Veronica, I'm going to punch you in the ovary. <laughs> right in the baby maker. Oh. And she would say, oh. yes! <laughs> but, I... Going with I hate kids. You don't remember Ed, the producer, whenever he was on the phone when Veronica oh came in, and my he was like, "Oh, you're yes. yeah, oh, my yeah. kid has the German pornography out. <laughs> you know how kids are these days." And oh then the next gosh. one says, "I don't know how my kid got on acid and he's shooting arrows in a crowd of people." <laughs> and then the last one was, "Put the gun down and let the marching band go." <laughs> oh my God. I yeah, dude. <laughs> He has, that kid had issues. I think that wins. For, for a pee break, I was going to say when they're at Tino's and the flute scene. Like, that's the scene to go pee. What was Nisa's that's not funny, honey moment? I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and let you guys guess. The entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a good guess. I can see her saying that when Baxter gets kicked off the bridge. Are you reading my That words? was my answer. Yeah. When yes. Baxter gets kicked that off the bridge. Was, we watched it together. And oh. as soon as Jack Black did that, she said, <laughs> and she was sad for the rest of the movie and she kept asking me what happened to the puppy oh my god <laughs> and whenever she whenever he came back in the river you know when ron blows uh -huh. the conch shell yeah um she was looking at her phone and i paused the movie <laughs> and i went back and i was like are you not watching this and she was like what and so then i played it and she goes <gasps> yeah the puppy yeah so so That's yeah cool. that was her it's not funny moment 100 percent. what is Sally's? i guessed it moment Baxter is alive. Yeah, that's uh, what I have. Uh, Literally, look at my screen. I wrote down uh, basically the entire plot of the movie. Like from the start, she's gonna know that Ron loses his job and then gets hired back and they end up together. Like the whole thing. Really? From the start, she, she guesses it. You think so? I don't know. 
That's really what Nice can do. She can yeah. say the whole plot of the movie in the first 10 From minutes. the beginning? Yeah. Should we change this to Nice and Sally's I guessed it moment? No, because Nice always has a that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with me. Cool. All right, Miriam's best dressed character of the movie. Veronica. Veronica. I put that hands down. down. I put Wes Mantooth. He's sharply dressed. Hmm. Brian Fantana also sharply dressed. By Agree to disagree. When in Rome. When in Rome. <laughs> All right, guys. Last takes. Briefly discuss the sequels or present sequel ideas if none were ever produced. This movie did have a sequel, and I can say that I was excited when it was first announced. Do you guys remember the teaser trailer? Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. Oh, for Anchorman Two. For Anchorman Two. Yes, I yeah. was very excited. Yeah, for it. yeah. I thought that the sequel was good. I need to see it again because I only saw it the one time, and so you know how that's, you can have a second opinion. That's why you don't like it. <laughs> you can uh, already say you don't need to watch it because you only watched it one time. And you forgot about it. Yeah. So. I well, I, I just I don't know. I just it wasn't it wasn't what the first one was, so mm-hmm. I didn't buy it or anything. But I think I want to give it another go. Mm-hmm. The bloopers were funny. I'll watch it again with you. I thought Anchorman 2 was fun, but not as good as the first one. I but agree. I've only seen it the one time. I didn't love Anchorman the first time I watched it, so I really do need to watch Anchorman 2 again. Mm-hmm. Let's watch it tonight. Um, okay, uh, final scores for the... Oh, well, I didn't even ask you guys how you felt about the sequel. About the sequel? Did you say anything, B? No, I didn't. But, I mean, it's it's not really anything... I mean, to write home about. Exactly. Okay. It's, I, I enjoyed it as well, but I've only seen it the one time. I'm like, okay. I'm same opinion as Andy. I think we need to watch it again so that we can properly gauge, you know, our opinions on it. Cool. Final scores for the movie. After this rewatch, oh, at after this the point, re-watch? in 2023, what are you giving this movie? I give it two out of five frapples. <laughs> And, and on like a normal one or zero to ten, what is that? I, I give it a six out of ten. Six out of ten? Okay. And I say that because I a enjoy it. I enjoy it when I watch it, but it doesn't hold my attention enough to where I have to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Gotcha. Andy? Uh, for me, it's a B. B? Okay. Mine is a theta. We're not going to get a real answer out of this. That's a Greek letter. <laughs> Andy just letter. said a. A Latin letter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't be racist. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No. To be serious, I would give it today. After all this Will Ferrell years, I would say maybe a four out of ten. Really? Wow, wow that's low, yeah. dude. That's really low. Well, I had, you know, back in twenty thousand and four. What? What year was it? Two thousand and four. I'm a very old man. You got to understand. Have you hit forty yet? No. You hit 40 this year, though, don't no. you? No. Right. Yeah, I think that it's just that, you know, you get Will Ferrell so much, and then you go back to the original. Like, I think he gets more extreme each time. I think it's it's one of those things where <clears throat> if the script and the director harness that energy well, because to your question about a Will Ferrell movie, I like the other guys better than this one. Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. I did, yes. Because that's not Will Ferrell being, like, the dumb kind of funny. Yeah. Like... He's actually quite intellectual. The Human yeah. Torch was denied a bank loan. You know, it's it's yeah. like that's off the wall. But yeah, yeah. yeah, and the other guys, he was like more. He was funny. He's following the script. Yeah, and yeah, Mark right. Wahlberg is is so hot. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, was unexpected. <laughs> Did not expect that. I'm gonna give it a. I'll be a little bit more generous. I'll be. I'll give it a seven. You didn't deny it. I'll give it a seven out of ten. 
sure. Seven as, as a comedy. Yeah. Okay. I'll give it a seven out of ten. As in a, 2023. As a comedy. Yeah. If you had asked me this five, six, seven years ago, I'd probably give it an eight or a nine. Same. As mm. a comedy. Wow. But I think that it's just, you know, with age and everything, and you just see things differently. Mm-hmm. So. To that note, what movie have you seen that you would still give the same rating after years? Comedy only. Like they came Same out maybe, maybe in the 90s, 2000s, 2010s. For me, since we mentioned it already, so it's in my mind, for me, Dumb and Dumber is as funny now as it was back then. Mm. That's that's a candidate for me. I would say that, um, you know, it's not everybody's type of comedy, but Home Alone, I, I really enjoy it. I still think the funny moments in it are, are still funny. Mm-hmm. I think that'd probably be my pick. I don't have a great answer, though, but that sounds like a safe answer for me. Yeah, you know which one has an age really well? Austin Powers. I've never seen it. No? Okay. No. You should watch it. Wasn't that rated R? No. No. It's PG-13. Hand of God, never seen this movie. You, you should watch it. I think you would, well, maybe get a kick out of it. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, at least some That would be a good would. experience, experiment, because... Yeah. When, when did Austin Powers come out? Like 97. 97. 97? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that's why my parents didn't let me watch it. I was in middle school when that movie came out. Yeah, I would have been 13 when that came out. Wow. So, yeah. I wasn't old enough. Alright, so that's that, guys. Anchorman. We wrapped it up. Any final comments, thoughts on the movie? I do. Go for it. Fare thee well, listener. You will always be friend of the bears. I mean, podcast. <laughs> Loud noises! <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. And cut.